Sun Life Community Church came into being as the result of a compelling vision for a different kind of church, interested in what we call the Sun Life, experiencing and sharing the life of God's Son. Perhaps your heart is burdened these days. We invite you to allow the Word of God through the words of this message to bring rest to your soul and joy to your heart. Merry Christmas. Wish somebody near you Merry Christmas. It's coming tomorrow and we are getting ready tonight. So let me welcome you to our Sun Life Christmas Eve candlelight service. We do this every year. And guess when we do it? You're right. You're right. And tonight is the night. And tonight as every Christmas Eve, we will be lighting our four Advent candles that we have lit that we have lighted one by one all this month long, anticipating this evening, anticipating the celebration of Christ's birth. We will light these four candles that have served us this month. But tonight, for the very first time, we will light the central candle, the white one that that communicates purity and light and certainly represents Jesus Christ himself. Now, let me point out that for those of you who have been coming regularly, every year for the past 12 years, one or more members of the Schulenberg family have served as candlelighters for this service, our Christmas Eve candlelight service. This year, our candles will be lighted by Jordan and Cole and Victoria Schulenberg. They have been in our church since birth. Each one of them took a time when they were much younger to light candles during the Advent season. But for the last number of years now that they are grown and we love them, they've spent their whole lives in this church. They know the Lord, love the Lord, have been dedicated, baptized, and members of this fellowship, and we are delighted to have them be the ones who will light our candles tonight. And as they do so, they will be accompanied on the violin by Miriam Loudermilk. on this. <laughs> We've been burning them down and burning them down. Keep at it, Cole. <laughs> it's that upside down. Yes, yes, that's the candle of hope. 
let's, uh, what if we just tipped it over here? Lighter. There we go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, life is unpredictable, is it not? One thing's predictable. You're going to be here on a Christmas Eve, and here you are. In fact, we started right on time, because unlike any other church service all year long, you come ahead of time, <laughs> and here you are. So I thank those of you who've already served us and, and, and got us going. Let's bow in prayer and just tell the Heavenly Father we are ready to honor him, to worship him, to feel his presence as we anticipate celebrating the birth <laughs> of his son. Heavenly Father, it's an awesome thing. Christmas, as it comes each year, it doesn't tell us in the Bible to celebrate this. It doesn't even tell us in the Bible exactly when Jesus was born. But it does tell us in the Bible that there came a day when the Son of God agreed to become a human being, even a tiny human being, and to give himself to enjoying and experiencing and triumphing over everything this world can offer. And as a result, we sing his praises. Because there came a day he then laid down his life on Calvary to, to pay for every one of our misdeeds, every one of our sins. And had he not come, we would not know anything of such love of God. So, Father, tonight, every song we sing... Every scripture we hear, everything that we do, may it bring honor to you and to the Lord Jesus. And may the Holy Spirit himself enable us to make this a night to remember, a night that will bring us into the joy of Christmas Day, just uh, in a way that truly honors you. We ask this and thank you for this evening in Jesus' name. Amen.
They came in and entered because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And below the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find a babe wrapped in dwelling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, good will toward men. And it came, wait. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. I know that Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem a long time ago. He set an example for us throughout his life. He atoned for our sins. He was crucified on the cross, and then he was resurrected. He came for me, and he came for you.
How many of you know what comes next? Hey, story time. Some of the older children here remember that all along. But it is story time. Every Christmas Eve, we have a special story read by almost every year, Miss Jody, who has taught almost every child who's ever come through this place for the last 30 years. And here she is. She'll be reading the story tonight. So I'd like to invite all the boys and girls. And I dare myself to say, all of you who feel like boys and girls, but all the boys and girls, come on up here and let's get ready for our story tonight. you do it. Yeah. 
You what? No, no, you're not. <laughs> we do have a very tiny child, though. Fill in the spaces so everybody can fit. All right. Every year I'm always surprised by most faces I recognize as having taught you when you were like, you know, five. But there's always some new, some new ones joining. This will be, we have a little one over here. It's going to be her first Christmas story up here. Okay, so before we start our story, I want to ask you a question. I want you to think in your mind, what are some of the things that you associate with Christmas? What are some of the things that you see, some of the things that you do maybe at your house? What are some things you think of when it's Christmas time? Anybody? Caleb? Okay. There, there's supposed to be snow. In, in California, we rarely, rarely ever get that. But you're right. You are supposed to have snow, and there is snow in the book. What are some other things that you think about? There's something right next to us. A what? A Christmas tree. Okay, so most of us, sometimes you have a Christmas tree. When you drove to church tonight, you might have seen some of these other things. What did you see? What did you see? Some Christmas lights. Yeah, there were Christmas lights and all things around. There are lots of things that we do at Christmas time. And when we see the lights, sometimes we forget about the real reason that we celebrate Christmas. You get excited about all the pretty lights. You get excited about your tree. You get excited about your decorations. You get excited about all the special things. But sometimes it makes us forget this book, I hope, is going to help you think about some of those things a little bit differently. So this book is called A Very Merry Christmas Prayer. All right? And if you can't see my picture, you'll see the big pictures up there. Here's my Merry Christmas Prayer I'll send to God above for all the gifts he's given from a heart filled with love. Thank you, God, for strings of light so twinkling and bright, just like the star that led wise men on that special night. So when you see those twinkling lights, strings of light on houses, on your trees, and all of those places, this is saying it should help remind us of the star and the lights that the wise men followed. Thank you, God, for home sweet home. I love my cozy bed, just like the manger that you gave to cradle our Lord's head. Thank you, God, for songs of joy, your praises everywhere, just like the host of angels' voices floated through the air. That's what we just did. We just sang songs, and when we sing those songs, we should be remembering how the angels sang those amazing, beautiful songs to tell the shepherds that baby Jesus was born. That's why we sing those. Thank you, God, for family time. You bless us one and all, just like the love that Mary felt inside that humble stall. 
So Mary felt that love for her baby that God had given her. And the same way we love each other when we're around at Christmas time. Should be all the time, but sometimes. Okay, thank you, God, for trees of green dressed up from tip to top. Just like your glory fills the earth, your goodness does not stop. So there's our tree. So our trees in our house even have a special meaning. Oops, page. Thank you, God, for gifts we give to show the world your love. Just like the lasting gifts you give, sweet blessings from above. When you guys think about it, all of you are going to get some presents tomorrow. And probably within a couple of days, you kind of have, you're not as excited anymore. And by the middle of the year, you may or may not even have it anymore. It may not even work anymore. You might have grown out of it. But every year we get excited, the book is reminding you that the gifts that Jesus gives us, the gifts that God gives us, never go away. They never break. They never get lost. They never get ruined. You never outgrow it. So you need to remember that the best gift of all is what Jesus has given us. Thank you, God, for candles lit on frosty Christmas Eves, like our candles. Just like your love shines in our hearts, your presence never leaves. We've talked about that in class. We even sing a song about letting your light shine. Well, when you see those candles, think about that light that's supposed to be shining inside of you. Thank you, God, for yummy treats, handmade with love and care, just like the good things that you give to bring joy everywhere. Raise your hand if you helped make some cookies or some kind of treat of some kind for Christmas. I actually did too. I usually don't, but I was craving some, so I made some. Thank you, God, for sparkly snowflakes, coating each earth, coating earth in white, just like forgiveness makes us pure. We're brand new in your sight. So even though we don't have the snow, when we think about the snow or see pictures of the snow, we can remember that Jesus made us pure. If we accept him, then he sees us as white as that snow. Thank you, God, for wreaths of holly. Do you know what wreaths of holly are? Okay, the wreath is the circle thing that a lot of people hang on their door to welcome people in. And, and it says, thank you, God, for wreaths of holly hung upon each door, just like your love that welcomes us to live forevermore. So we put a wreath to welcome people in, but God has welcomed us to a life forever with him. So when you see that wreath, think about God's offering to you. Thank you, God, for listening to my Merry Christmas prayer, for sending Jesus, Lord and King, a gift that's always there. It won't get bad. It won't have a problem. It's always there. So when you're sitting in your room and you're sad because your toy broke, what could you think about? Cornelius. 
the fact that God gave you a gift that's never going to go away. All right, Merry Christmas, everybody. Some of those children are just beginning their Christmas legacy here. Some of them up here, you could see, have quite a lengthy legacy. <laughs> but how good it is to just be here on a Christmas Eve, to know in one way or another a story is going to be told, God's story is going to be shared, usually not in the same way twice, and how good to just let everything you encounter this Christmas season become a kind of prayer that just brings you right into God's presence, causes you to thank him for his goodness, thank him for his grace, and to just know that, that God himself long years ago planned to change this world forever. And he did that by sending the Lord Jesus Christ into this world. Let me just share a couple of thoughts with you before we, we share the light with one another. And hopefully, as Jody read, that light will penetrate right into the deepest part of us so that tomorrow and all through the week ahead, hopefully for the rest of our lives, the light that is the life that Jesus Christ gives us will be evident to all who see us. Let me tell you, those of you who haven't been here uh, every Sunday morning uh, this month, that this season, using these candles, using messages regarding the various uh, Christian realities that they represent, we have been reminded and we've been blessed by the significance and the memory of the significance of each of these four candles which have been used in the Church of Jesus Christ for centuries. It's actually our first year to use these kinds of traditional candles. We usually just have four red ones and we count down one, two, three, four and then it's Christmas Eve. But this year I thought it might be interesting to let our church feel linked in to literally thousands of churches around this world that use the particular traditional candle colors and candle themes to just lead us into this time. And so we've been reminded that one of these candles, this one back here, carries the, the identity of hope, the candle of hope. The second one we lit was the candle of faith. The third one we lit was the candle of joy, and this morning we celebrated the candle of peace. All of them point to and surround that central candle, not lit until tonight. It took a time of preparation before we could announce exactly why we're here and what God has done, and for some of us it's that great old story we love to hear about, sing about like we did tonight, there may be somebody here for whom it's a, a pretty new story. 
You came because somebody invited you or you're, invi you're related to somebody. And if you're going to have fun at their house tonight, you had to come with them tonight. And so here you are. And maybe you're hearing some of this for the very first time. And so I'm saying to you, this white candle symbolizes the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself, who was sent into this world from the glories of heaven. Jesus didn't start in Bethlehem. The Son of God is eternal. The Son of God, the Bible says, was a, was a key person in the creation of the entire universe. The Word of God. All things were made by Him. But that Word of God came to realize another word. Sin. Sin destroys people. Sin separates people from a loving God and themselves. And that Son of God in cooperation with the love and plan of our Heavenly Father, came into this world and his earthly life began that night we're singing about and talking about. Jesus Christ came into the world. This candle reminds us as he came, he's the light of the world. As we share the light through this room in a few minutes, it's telling us that Jesus Christ is the light of of the world. That's what the Bible says. He's the light of the world and he has brought to the world the light of his words, his truth, his teachings, the way to live, the way to, to have joy in your life, the way to have hope in your life, the way to have faith in your life, the way to have peace in your life. Jesus Christ came into this world and learned our human language and, and lived our human life and was tired and worn just like all of us are. And yet his words, people said, nobody ever spoke like he speaks. Because he spoke words that changed them, that challenged them. The very words we're talking about tonight, words of hope, words of faith, words of joy, words of peace. And his words... They're recorded in the Bible. In some Bibles, they're all in red letters. Makes it easy to find them. His words can stir hope in us. His words can foster faith in us. We listen to him. We read what he said. We hear what people explain he meant by what he said. And, and all of a sudden, we say, I believe that. I believe that. And faith is fostered within us. His words can generate joy in us. Jody tried to put it pretty gently to the children. Those joyful presents. The ones that make you squeal with delight. The ones that make you say, man, I'll be the envy of everybody. Nobody has one of these. They only last so long. And they only get that reaction from us for so long. After a while, even if it's the greatest thing in the world, for us it's just our thing, another one of our things. And it loses its luster, but the truth of God brought by the words of Jesus Christ generate joy in us that just never leaves. It's like you're, you're just filled with a kind of delight that this world all by itself can never give anybody in a lasting way. And his words can put peace 
in our heart. This morning we called that a supernatural calmness. You know what that's like? Even in the midst of trying things, testing things, difficult things, to have inside yourself a calmness <laughs> that has to be supernatural because nobody human could actually just generate it. What you would naturally generate is maybe anxiety, panic, fear, worry, perhaps anger at the person who brought this upon you, but, but Jesus Christ, his words can bring into you a supernatural peace, a calmness that is astounding. And I would want every one of you to have that. You can know about Jesus Christ and not have that peace of heart. You can know about his birth in Bethlehem and not have the hope or the faith that, that comes from really knowing him. But on this Christmas Eve, as we celebrate his birth, not just as a fact of history, but as an opportunity for every single one of us to come into a relationship with the living God, the living God, the Son of God, who can take us while we're in the midst of this fallen, broken world, the very same fallen, broken world that he was born into and that he lived for 30 years in, and he can make us a bit sometimes a lot, like himself. If we just give our lives to him, if we give our lives to him, we declare he is the son of God. We believe it. Faith takes foothold in our life. We believe it. We know it. It takes a hold of us, and it's like I'm living a life like I've never lived before. I'm living a life that has been lived once by Jesus himself and then by many, many who follow him and love him and obey him and enjoy all these things. But apart from him, it's all just Christmas presents. Apart from him, all the good things that come your way are, are just unwrapped, enjoyed for a while, and then they're gone. And of course, once we get to the end of our life, it's all gone. But in him, the gift that is Jesus Christ, you, you give yourself to him. You say he is the son of God. He did die on the cross for my sins. He offers me new life, the kind of life filled with hope and faith and joy and peace that nobody else, nobody who doesn't know him knows anything about. And that's why we're here tonight, to make sure that on this one night a year, you hear this, you know this, you take this to heart. Well, every time you see a candle lit, every time you see a light goes on, you say to yourself, the Son of God is the light of the world. The Son of God can put life worth living in me, and I can be an example of his goodness and his grace. And when that happens, darkness vanishes. The darkness of despair, the darkness of doubt, the darkness of wondering where you're going and how you're getting there. His light banishes all the darkness that would fill our minds and clutter up our thoughts and, and even depress our hearts. This service, 
every Christmas Eve gives us an opportunity to demonstrate our determination to escape the darkness of this world and settle ourselves down in the light that is Jesus Christ. You can live with that light brightening your path. You can live with that light bringing a just a, a life worth living into your every day, every moment of every day. So many of you know that's to be true. So many of you have experienced that. So many of you, when we share this light tonight, you're going to say, that's the story of my life. That's the story of my life. I want everyone to know this. I want to continue to enjoy this and, and see it grow in me. And then some of you are going to receive this light with the candle that you have. And you're going to kind of think it's just sort of a thing we're doing tonight. It's kind of a routine, a ritual maybe. But I'm going to say to you, when you receive the light that is passed to you from this candle right here, I want you, whether you tell anybody else or not, I want you to say when you reach out your candle and take that light from the person who's offering it, I want you to consider it as though Jesus Christ himself was offering to you himself. His love, his forgiveness, his gift of a brand new life that can bring you through this world in a, with a sense of triumphant joy and hope like nobody outside of faith can ever have. And so that's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask my wife, Linda, to come and help me. We're going to take our own candles and light them from that center candle. And then we're going to walk down the, the center aisle here. And I trust every one of you has your candle. Did you got one? Everybody got one? Good, good. Now let me show you. When you get your candle in your hand like this, will be coming to you holding up the light that represents Jesus Christ. You're going to do something that it's going to communicate something and I want it to be real. Not just a, a thing we're doing. When that light is held up to you, you're going to take your candle and you're going to bow it down and receive the light that's being handed to you. And I want you to think in your heart this very moment, I am surrendering, I'm re-surrendering, I'm further surrendering my own life to Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world and who has brought understanding and joy and hope and peace to me. And I want more of it than I've ever had before and then you hold that candle to the person next to you and allow them to do the very same thing. And before we do this, let's ask God to bless it. Heavenly Father, there are physical things we can do that can have great spiritual meaning. The scripture is full of spirit, physical things to communicate just such things. The Bible does call Jesus the light of the world. And even though he didn't glow, he brought truth. He brought insight. He brought illumination by his Holy Spirit that literally set people aglow with the goodness of God. 
We pray tonight that might happen right here in this place. So guide us, bless us. May your Holy Spirit just work in our midst. For I ask it in Jesus' name, who is the light of the world himself. Amen. Linda. at the very beginning
just a moment, we're going to extinguish these lights we hold in our hands. Do you, do not allow the light that Jesus Christ has stirred in your heart to go out? Not one day, one week, one month. Let's return right here next Christmas Eve and say the light that was stirred in me a year ago has stayed strong all year long. God bless you. God loves you. We love you. May this be a night where God just powerfully moves in your heart and mind. For we ask it in his name. Amen. We hope this message has inspired you to live the sun life together with us. If you are near Apple Valley, California this weekend, we invite you to join us in person Sunday morning or through our live broadcast. All the details are on our website at sunlifecommunitychurch.com.